Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that what we discuss are our own thoughts and opinions. Just remember, we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hi, Katie. Ready for it? Hey, Actually, funny story about that song. Um, when I lived in Lindhurst, yes. <laughs> I look at you know you're going with this. When I lived in Lindhurst. I had these people that lived above me that were the worst fucking neighbors I've ever experienced in my life. And that's saying a lot because Katie calls the cops on like all of her neighbors. I've I've only called the cops on them. <laughs> so, well, that was like the rule, which was stupid. We'll talk about that in a second. So anyway. <laughs> So they lived above us. And like, when I tell you that there was like excessive banging, jumping, you name it to like 3am, it was outrageous. So like, we ended up going upstairs once we're like, Hey, like totally understand that you have a kid. We're trying to be respectful. But like, once it starts creeping into like the nighttime and we're talking like post nine or 10pm, like, Hey, I have to wake up like five for work. Mm -hmm. Can you not have your child like legit when I'm t- and I say like stand and just jump for like 20 to 30 minutes like, I remember I was, like that. what are they doing up there like I'm so confused and it was so loud I was like it's just like if it wakes me up that's kind of a big deal like I'm a good sleeper yeah like, what, what's the fuck so like the guy was really like I can't take my child to a chair like I never said to take your child to a chair I did like I was like <laughs> but it, can you please do something so like it kept going we kept trying to talk to them it was just like one thing after the other. So we contacted the building manager and they were like, we can't do anything for you. You have to file a complaint with the police. And I was like, that seems excessive, but sure. <laughs> you got like, it. Give me <laughs> an excuse less. and I'll do it. Um, so weirdly, like, so we did do that, but like, obviously there's no rush over there. So I'll never forget. Like, I was like, what song has an insane bass that if I crank this on like a handheld, like stereo type thing, like what is, what is going to make a racket? I used to stand on my countertops and like literally put just the blast. Speaker up. put the speaker on the wall, the ceiling and just let it blast reputation. Like, and I would just restart the beginning. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like they probably enjoyed it. Honestly, they moved I, out that, that um, far after. I was like, I wish I had neighbors who were just blasting reputation all day. I was like, I'm done. Like, you want to be petty? Like you, like I've been polite enough to ask you. And Katie's you're so good at that. Like that's an Olini trait because Gil would do the same kind of thing. And I would just be like, no, it's okay. No, like after all, I'm like, well, that's just wild too. It's like, okay, I pay to live here too. Like, I get it. It's an apartment. There's no, no I agree. Noise. But like, no. at what point is it like you're being rude? And like, I've asked you multiple times, had multiple, like, I kid you not, we're in this guy's apartment at like 12 o'clock one night because his kid was just sitting there lying on the floor, kicking the dishwasher the entire time we were having a conversation. And we were like, so we don't know how to parent. We don't have kids, but like, this is what we're here. I know how to not parent though. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's not letting my kid hit the dishwasher at 12 30 at night. Like, just lay on the floor for literally 20 minutes. We were having this conversation and they were just kicking the dishwasher. Yeah, no, that's, there's something wrong with that. We we only lived in an apartment for a year. Praise the Lord. Um, oh, God bless. But we only had one neighbor who ever made noise and it was always in the middle of the day. She would sing opera. But I, I liked it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I liked it. It was like, and the first time I heard it, it was scary. Because, like, opera, like, it could be, like... It's, it's piercing. It's, it's yeah. And yeah. I was like... <gasps> yeah. And then I was sitting there, and I was like, oh, my God. She's singing opera. And I remember sending Gil, like, a video just of the wall. Because I was like, yeah. you know, whatever. And he was at work. And I was like, put your headphones in and, like, turn the sound all the way up. And he's like, is somebody singing opera? And then, yeah, she would just sing opera, like, midday wow. in her apartment. And it was 
as far as opera goes, we, I think like, it was good. We lived in many of an apartment, and we like we like again. It's an apartment you're always gonna hear noise. Never had complaints until like we lived in the current apartment we're in right now. Yeah, having issues and the Lindhurst one, um, and that was like our extent. So like when we move, because we're obviously in true Katie and Tom fashion, we're moving in June. She wants to get further away from me. I, I do. I am going to get further away from Teresa, but... <laughs> I said you want to, oh, and she I goes, I do. <laughs> I know. I don't want to. It's going to make our lives a little harder, I feel like, because we like just popping in and out of each other's I know. places. But I need I need parental support um, for my children. There's two. There's one coming. Oh, well, I was going to say, is this, is this the pregnancy <laughs> Whatever. There's two coming. There's one cooking right now. <laughs> Surprise. Um, so I'm, I'm going to need some help. And there, there are babysitters, so I'm going to be moving in June. And we're, we're looking for, though, for, like, either – it's probably going to be a townhouse because New Jersey is fucking ridiculously expensive. Yes. Um, and you obviously can't buy right now. Everyone buy. If you do, honestly, fucking commend you. I don't know how you're fucking doing it, but, like, cool. Anywho, we're not here to talk about my moving No, but we are. I was say, speaking of New Jersey, <laughs> oh Check and Me about this. by Allie Hazelwood. She lives in Patterson in this book. Okay, so I grew up in, north, like, northern New Jersey. So, like – at first, I was like, she mentions New Jersey, which I, I tabbed every I time tabbed, New Jersey. Yeah, I tabbed New Jersey. She was like, August in New Jersey is no one's favorite place. It's not. It's not. It's terrible here. And I was like, oh, LOL. Okay, like, whatever. <laughs> it's my first time. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, here in Patterson. And I yeah. was like, Patterson, New Jersey? Jersey? She lives in the armpit. And I was like, that's weird. And then the Patterson Chess Club, whatever. Yeah. So I just, okay. So I need to know, and I wrote this in my review too. Where is Allie Hazelwood from? Because Yeah, where is she? Yeah. How do you know about Patterson, New Jersey? Not even that. Okay. She ex- uh, yeah, I know you're gonna say. Where it happens closer to the end. Um which brings up Hoboken, which again, like that's yeah. like that's like a known a known place. It doesn't matter. But she brings up Totowa, New Jersey. Like, oh, like in Totowa. And I was like, so again, she's familiar places, yeah. with this like I literally this is like where I like this is where I grew up. Not in Patterson, but like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like it's all like that same like you're like, like Montclair the, State. I like, say like the, like the armpit. Like if, New Jersey is like literally like the cut dip of the New Jersey. That's like where it all like it's is happening. Like yeah, she brings up, she brings up Montclair State, and just like for me, I was just like, where? Why? Yeah. Does she know all these? Like it's so okay. So funny thing about New Jerseyans, we <laughs> will shit on our state, but you can't. You can't though, and we are it's like so very NJ proud. I love living here. Like, if, like when we lived in South Carolina, people would be like, "Oh, like if we're like on a tour somewhere, like we used to always like go explore little areas." We'd be like, "Oh, like where are you guys from?" We're like, we, we're from like Merle's Inlet, but like we're from New Jersey. Like we always like sneak yeah. in an extra like this is where we're from. So like, you can't diss New Jersey. We're so NJ proud, but we will shit on our state. Yeah, like we can talk. We it's get. the same thing with like a sibling. Like I could talk shit about my brother, but, but like you can't. Like I could talk shit about New Jersey, but you, you can't. can't. <laughs> but it was just so like very specific. To like this area, mm-hmm. all of like the little references. Yeah. That I was like, where is she from that she would even know about Totowa? Like, yeah. Totowa is a very random state. Like, I was like, I town think Patterson to is too, in my opinion. That's Patterson's like, has like some industry though. That's and it's like true. actually a very high crime rate. I was like, ooh, like, that it, honestly, that is true. I was like, but she like, lives in Patterson. I was like, okay, like, that's really, well, we're off. I have a question. Okay. We're going to get into it, obviously. It has to do with the, so she lives in Patterson. Her dad, was kind of like a he was a grandmaster at chess yes. he was like ranked in the top 100 but they were like obviously like not very wealthy no patterson's again not a great area um so my question is like obviously she's really good but she's not in a lot of, she's making a lot of money 
for somebody who's just starting out. Yes. So like, did they have money before the dad left? I got the sense that they had money when he was around because he must have had another job because they also mentioned benefits. I'm assuming you don't get, um, I could be completely off my mark. That was like the one question about the book. I was like, did they have money? And now they're in Patterson. Have they always been in this house? Yeah, I don't know if they've always been there, but I got the vibe that like when the mom and dad separated and like the obviously then the dad died or whatever, like they must have... Maybe, I don't know about the living situation, but like I took away from it as like daddy either must like have been bringing in really good money and whatever he was a grandmaster for maybe had benefits or he just had like an actual full-time job and did this yeah. like, on the side. It wasn't like, it wasn't benefits. very, it wasn't very clear, but they did very much mention like the dad dying really hurt them because they lost money and they lost medical. Yeah. Um, for the mom. For the mom. Sick. Yeah. So the book is checking me. Yes. <laughs> and it follows Mallory Greenleaf. And she was like a child chess like prodigy, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she finds her dad having an affair with one of the arbiters at like one of the tournaments. And she tells her mom, the dad leaves, and she like quits chess. And she has this like whole what's it, like complex about chess that if she plays chess, it's gonna hurt her family because it's gonna bring up bad memories of their dad. Yes. Um, after like three years after the dad and the mom divorce, he dies in a drunk driving accident because he apparently was an alcoholic, which you find out like more towards the end. Yeah. But she just has this like thing against chess. And then think about a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. I said, we'll get into Mallory because wholly unlikely. I mean, unlikable. Yes. Um, sorry. I had to take some of my coffee. Anyway, enter Nolan. Nolan is like the number one chess player in the entire world has been for years. So if we in the prologue, I think it's four year or four years earlier or two years two years earlier, the prologue. He's like the newly crowned mm-hmm. chess world champ. And then by the end of this book, you find out that he's been dethroned by Mallory. Which um, so she her friend convinces her to do this like team charity chess tournament thing at the Patterson Chess Club. Um, or with the Patterson Chess Club, like somewhere in the city. He happens to be there. They get put up against each other. He's the world champ. She's like a nobody and she beats him. Yeah. And she gets like so nervous. He's a bad reputation for like being a sore loser. So she like runs out. And then she's approached by, what was her name again? I'm mad. So I actually do remember. No, this. I remember her name. Daphne. Too. Yeah, Daphne. So I remember thinking like, oh, like Daphne, but yeah, it's not. <laughs> no. She's approached by Daphne, who's like the owner of this premier chess club in new york long story short she ends up signing like a contract for a year to train and play i guess with them and it keeps like putting her and nolan like in the same vicinity he's absolutely obsessed with mallory from like the second she beats him in the like the first chapter yeah <laughs> hold on she i'm almost like your kids still seem like is she breathing <laughs> um Yes. Okay. So can we like go right into Mallory? <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. Before we do that. So Teresa and I were looking at our tabs. We both did the same colors, but in opposites. So, like I started out with gray. Cause like I tr- I try to match my tabs to like, the book covers. Book, yeah. So I started out with gray, went to pink because I ran out of gray. Teresa did the opposite. I started so out with was, pink and then had to switch to gray because I ran like, out of pink. Yeah. I thought that was fun to like mention. So anywho, Mallory. Mallory reminds me of someone. Okay you get burned in life, right? Like something, like something happens to you. It's kind of bad, right? Yep. Whether it's like a bad ex for a few years is like kind of maybe not even ex at the point. Like 
you don't realize sometimes you're in a situation till you're out of the situation, but like in the situation, you're just like in self-preservation mode. Mm-hmm. So you build up the build up these walls. So like I can see Mallory just like building up these walls. Like I caused this rift between my parents. My mom now doesn't have medical insurance. So like she's getting sicker. We have no money. So now I have to like do X, Y, and Z. So like for self-preservation, she puts up these fucking barriers. Yes. But they get like thicker and thicker and thicker as like time goes yes. on. And it's impacting obviously like family relationships. It's impacting friendships. And like, she's not seeing it because in her mind, it's more of like, I'm going to protect me and keep everyone at like arm's length, but enough that we're still close, yeah. but not too close to where like, I know I can honestly get hurt. Right. So like she changes her whole dynamic with her one sister who I thought was a lot younger, but obviously isn't seen at the end of the book. Like she's going to college. Yes. Yeah, Sabrina so, like, is like, She's like 14, I think. Yeah, it's like not that big of a difference in age. Like a a difference, yes, but not that big. Like she's treating her mom like a child as well. Like she's treating her best friend as like, I'm going to like be careful with you, but like I love you. But like, you know what? You're going to college. Like you're probably going to like forget about me. And then like, even with Nolan, like she is so fucking stubborn. It bothered me throughout this whole book. And I, but I'm trying, I kept trying to tell myself like she's doing this because like she literally is in self-preservation mode. Like she's giving up in her mind, like she has to do all this to help her family. Like there's no other option in this girl's yeah. mind. There's like, what, like, it's like she has blinders on. She can only see what she's doing. And it's like being a mechanic, working at a car shop and like getting money to provide for her sisters and her mom and like to keep the roof, roof over her head. Yes. But like little does she know that her mom is capable. Like they are capable without her. And like she's burning every friendship relationship that she has. And she thinks she's like doing this all in like in secret and like, that people just don't understand. They don't get her. And it's like this like, woe is me thing. But it's like, no bitch, like people get it. Like people also go through shit. Like, just yeah. like get out of your fucking head. You're not like special in this instance. And like, just realize that like, it's okay. <laughs> and she thinks that she is responsible for like the way that the family is because her finding her dad cheating is the reason like why he left because she told us like her mom, whatever. You find out at the end that the dad had had multiple affairs in the past. Yeah. Like whatever. I will... I did not like her. I thought that she was like so frustrating to read. Yes, she was very frustrating. But in I do want to say in her defense, I thought her sister Sabrina was so horrible and, yes, and ungrateful. I, agree. I would have snapped many times, like, shut the fuck up. I've given up my entire like being a petty sister, that's what we do. So like I would have 100 percent turned around my little sister and been like, you fucking bitch. I could have went to college. I could have done X, Y, and Z. I well, she basically says things. that at the end, and then and but then I would have every- said that in the beginning. <laughs> no, but everybody like still makes it like it's her fault. Like that yeah. that kind of bothered me because her okay in the beginning her sister does like roller derby, which like I don't never heard of that. Whatever, to each their own. <laughs> um, and she's like, are you gonna pay? Are you gonna pay? Are you gonna yeah. pay? Like. But then gets mad when Mallory's like, oh, I don't have it right now. Or like, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. She's yeah. like, well, I don't understand. She's like, why don't you have it? What do you mean you don't understand? Like fucking open but your then, eyes. But then like, so she like wants Mallory's money, but then doesn't want Mallory to treat her like to be like a parent to her. Like, I feel like Sabrina is just a brat. She's like, a double-edged sword. She wants a cake and eat it too. Yeah. So I, I think that Sabrina... I didn't like her. Sabrina deserved to be bitch slapped. I would yes. smack her. I and then I think with her, her friend whatever her name was. It's got to be hard to, like, watch. Okay, like, but, I'm someone But who, I think, like, but, like, there's a lot of times in the book when Mallory texts her and she doesn't answer. answer. Which, like, also, like, why aren't you answering? Easton, yeah, yeah. So I was, like, so I get it because Easton's, like, well, you know, you're really hard. Like, you know, before I could push you away, like, you, like, kind of remo- removed yourself. Yeah. And I'm, like, no, but she was texting you and, and you, you were leaving her on yeah. red. 
So, like, actually, you're the Even one. Even if it was something as simple as, like, a video that she, I, again, like, maybe she wasn't using words. Like, she was sending, like, TikToks or videos yeah. to look at or, like, random little check-ins. Like, so feed off of it. Like, right. answer her. Like, why are you leaving her on red? And especially if you do know that this is how your friend is. Like, right. I very much know, like, your personality traits as you would know mine. So, like, if, that, if I knew that that was you, like, I'd be like, make it a point to answer her because like she's gonna sit there and be like oh you know what yeah or like like i'm out give her like if she texts you and you don't feel like answering the video give her a call like hey are you busy like let's chat like yeah as a friend you could also reach out easton literally never reached out she went dark and then blamed it on mallory which i was like okay like listen i don't like mallory but like in those two instances she was actually i fully correct fully support that um yeah she basically gave up chess she started working as a mechanic she didn't go to college so that she could help take care of her family. Because again, her mom, once Mallory starts winning these tournaments and getting money and her mom can afford better, um, she has like, like really bad arthritis. When she can afford better medicine, she's more able-bodied to do things and to like drive the kids to school and like do things with the sisters. But prior to that, she wasn't able to, because they couldn't afford better medication. So when they're like, Oh, like you did this to yourself. Like, no, she actually really had to kind of do this. Also like she could have really, in reality, I probably would have someone to college. She still could have went. She could have been like, you know what? I'm I'm not the parent here. Like I'm not the one that needs to find a way to like yeah. do this. So I am going to go to college. Like none of them like ever thanked her. No. Like nothing. No, they just made her feel bad for it. Yes, yes. And I never thought that I would be defending Mallory because I really like. No, she was really annoying. But she was I, really I, annoying. I agree, like, and again, like I don't know. Like, I think of like my mom, right? Like I'm like, if if like my parents really did need help and I was able to help. I think they'd be very hesitant to take my like financial mm-hmm. help, but like I would force like force it upon them, be like, no, no, like we're all in rough times here. Like let's all yeah. just pool together, and then like in the back end, we'll all we'll figure it all out. Yeah. Like I don't think for one second if I was doing that, would my mom either a not just try to also push through some of the pain to like try to like help, even if it was like with one job, yeah, like one job per whatever. And again, I'm not knocking anyone with like arthritis. I don't know what the pain feels like, so I'm a little ignorant in this. But like I don't know, like so just going out for like who my mom is as a person. I feel like she would try. And if she really couldn't, I feel like she would very much like thank the shit out of me. Yeah. Once I was, she was able to get back up and running. Yeah. And if my brother, like if something like this happened, my brother, cause he's older. So I'm saying like, who's the older sibling. If he like didn't go to college, that so he could stay home and work and like help, you know, pay for things for me when I was still in high school and help take care of my mom. If she was sick, if my dad wasn't around, like whatever. I don't think that I would hold a grudge against him. No. I would honestly probably be upset and try to help more and like probably even like drop out of doing things that needed more money. Yeah. Not like expecting. Like, and maybe if you didn't even notice, I think you'd still be more like appreciative. I can understand at a certain age, maybe you're not understanding, like fully understanding the situation. Yeah. But like I, like, I can honestly think back to, again, my sister and I are, were in our, she was in her twenties at this point, but like I'll never forget like when I had other job, like I had a like higher income and like I'll never forget my sister like called one day crying because like she couldn't do something she didn't have like money for it and I remember like vividly being like I'll just Venmo you go do x y and z yeah and if she's like I can't do this like but if you feel that badly then like why don't you just pay me back like 50 bucks a month right and she was like really and I'm like yeah like that's okay like that's we can help each other out this way like if I like, if you want to go to mom and dad like I can help you but like if it's gonna make you feel better like let's do this like, yeah but again, we were in our twenties, made like a different understanding. I don't know. Like I just felt really, even though she pissed me the fuck off, <laughs> I felt really bad in some instances. I was like, wow, like, okay, Sabrina, shut the fuck up. And like, even with Easton, like, come on, man. Like, you know who your best friend is. Like, yeah. Darcy. I love Darcy. I thought she was I thought so she funny. Was so hysterical. No, honestly, the real MVP of this whole book was Oz. 
wait, shut the fuck up. He had some I like highlights I said I had, shit that okay. he said. She starts eating PB and J in his car and he yells at her. He's like, What are you doing? And she's like, uh, do you want a piece? He goes, eat that or anything else in this car, and I'll chop your hands up and boil them in my urine. <laughs> And she goes, well, I'm hungry. He's like, then starve. Then starve, yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> no, he had some amazing. When he came, because I, I felt bad. Oh, how at the she, end when he yeah, came. I felt bad how she ended stuff with, because essentially she just kind of like leaves. She's like, fuck it. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to go back to being a mechanic. I'm going to leave all this shit in the dust. Like, basically kind of like fucking over Daphne. Yeah. Um, I could have sworn I fucking tapped He this. goes, just checking in if you're done being, if you're done acting like a whiny piece of shit who's all alone in the world. Any updates? <laughs> literally he fucking goes there and schools this kid i it was amazing also like he's older which i also think is like even funnier yeah like i i don't know like what his age is i don't know i miss i know it's older i'm not like i don't think they're i'm touching, thinking like 40s yeah, yeah yeah like you're not touching like old old but like old enough where it's like okay even like late 30s but i was pissing my pants like he literally went there and told her the fuck off yeah i was comical it was comical um I also really enjoyed Nolan. It was like... I really for, liked for, Nolan. For the way she treated him, the way he was treated growing up. So, like, there was some... Like, he could have been relatable, but she didn't want him to be. Yeah. This was her woe is me story. But, like, he was just so understanding. And, like, you, you basically what Ali is writing is that he's sick of being number one. Like, there's no one else that can, like, rival him or, like... Like when you're just that good at something and no he was one else bored. He was bored. He was so bored. Um, so this was like a little spice up his life. So like, but he wanted to like help her. I just feel like at every turn it was just Nolan wanting to give Mallory like like the spotlight. Like, yeah. let's just shine the light on Mallory. Let's check her out. Like, let's look at what she's doing. Like all this stuff. And she was just like, You were ridiculous. Why are you paying for me? What was this for? What do you doing? I can understand the lying part, how he like didn't tell her. But she, like, takes it way too she far. She takes it a little too far. And I would have been like, wait, what? But at the same time, too, like, Oz even says it, too. Like, he would have still given her the funds. Right. And they still would have picked somebody else. Like, yeah. you weren't special. This wasn't just for you. He was no. just hoping it was going to be you. Right. Like, and also just, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really liked him. Like, for me, like, the story, the book was great because of him. Yes. I wish that there was more of him because, okay. I agree. So, you don't really even, I mean, they play chess in the first chapter and then you don't really get him again until like over a hundred pages in. Yeah. And then you don't get more of him until almost like page like 200. Like yeah. he's kind of like in the background and there's like little snippets and she's always kind of like running away from him. Um, Cause it's in my head, it was rivals to lovers. So yes. I thought that they were going to be actually, they play chess together on page one time. Yes. Literally. And they like go to start, but then it cuts. Yeah. And then you just kind of find out who's the winner of that match and like the in the prologue. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. So they only they're only rivals for one chapter and then the entire rest of the book he's trying to like basically like wants like, to train yeah. her so that he can play against her in the yes. world champions. Like his his entire arc is that he's obsessed with her. Yes. And he wants it to be the two of them at the end. And he doesn't even care if he loses. No, like literally, like he wants to lose. Like yeah. he wants to give up the title. Like he yeah, he's not gonna not play to his like best. But, like, he does he, – he wants her to be but like, him. You know what? I have to commend people like that. Like, you're that good, right? You obviously – like, he says it. You're obsessed with winning. Like, there's no – like, not draw, – drawing is bad. Everything's bad unless you're winning. Yeah. But you know what? Like, I think it's really great when you – as, like, a, a person who's really good at something, whether it's a sport or, like, 
I guess you can call chess a sport. Yeah. Um, where you can acknowledge other talent and be happy when the other person with that talent like triumphs. Yes. Because it, it, and, it, and again, too, like he do, he is a sore loser. Yes. Except for when it comes to her. Yes. And I think it's one just because of like who she is and like how he feels about her. That. But, and, but I, I think, think two that is good. that his like number like the number two in the world, which is so funny, his name is Cock. Literally. His name is Cock. <laughs> I guess you could say Koch. No, but it's I know. It's Cock. <laughs> He's German, it's Cock. Um he is an arrogant, like piece of shit. Piece of shit. I want to know misogynistic, yeah. arrogant, horrible person, and then he cheats, and then he cheats. Which, which I was like so glad that because I was like, wait, I knew something. He, me too. Like, there's no way that this guy just like came up with it. No, and they do mention how he likes to move around. So like something's fishy. I just don't know what it is yet. I wasn't thinking a cheating thing. Um, because at first I was like, wait, what the fuck did he pull? That like, like there had to be something. Yeah, but still, I just. I'm glad that he was out of the picture. I'm glad that they got to like whatever. I don't like that she basically was like in a couple instances kind of like ran from people like because she got like scared or yeah. whatever. Um, I, I know it fits into like who she is as a person, as a character, but I was just, thank God. It was just very like, frustrating yeah. because when I'm reading a romance, I don't care if it's enemies to lovers, rivals to lovers, if there's a lot. I love a slow burn. I'm a big Marin as a Potter fan. Those yeah. are like 600 pages and like sometimes you get like one word from the MMC in the first like 200. Yes. Like all roads lead here. He said like three words and in the was, first 250 pages. And it was amazing. Me. So like, I'm not dissing this book because of no, that. No. I just went into it thinking rivals to lovers. So you were going to get more. I, I was expecting like a lot of like ban- like back and forth banter of them. Like this was literally com- like constantly cut. Of- co- I was expecting like he wins a tournament. She wins a tournament that like there's all this hype around these two rivals. You actually almost... This book could have just been a book about Mallory and like yeah. finding her way back into like herself. Yeah. Like you, you could have completely removed the romance. Even, the, yeah. And this could have just been about that. And like, honestly, I would have been okay with that too. Yeah. Even though I don't like Mallory, I still like the book. Yeah. I just did not like the main character, honestly, but that happens sometimes. That and like, we'll give her. Also, she's too. 18. Like I yeah, do, exactly. I do need to yes. give her some grace. Yes. That and like, because I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what 18, I don't know if I, I me mean, at 18 would be like, let me stop what I'm doing to live my life to help my life. Like, I'm sure I would have not known like I need to help my family, but like, whatever. Anyway, besides the point, like, I still think it's a really good message that like a lot. I think a lot of people can benefit from. Like, mm-hmm. you, you people do build up walls. Like, maybe just like check yourself. Like, touch yeah. base. Like, are are you doing everything that you want to do? Like, are you giving like time to the people that deserve the time for like work for something and like yeah. you can succeed. I don't know. I think it was like a cool message for like, it was a, it was like you're cheering her on as like the underdog. Yeah. Even so, though you hate it. I was say, I feel like, okay, so I have actually like looking, it isn't until 225 that when he asks her to be his second after she gets eliminated from yeah. the tournament by cock that they actually spend any amount of time together, significant amount of time together. So it's only like a hundred pages that they actually are together in the book. Which again, whatever, fine. Actually, it's probably less than two hundred pages because at some point they get into that, like the fight. Um, we like bring so like sister, when you're in I just wish your sisters out to yeah. ice cream. So I just like, wish what? that it was marketed different. I think yeah. that's my big issue with it. Because yeah, there's a romance in it, but it's more about Mallory's like self discovery yeah. of like rediscovering her love for chess and we're like kind of figuring out who she is and like what she wants yeah. and 
I thought he was great though. Like when he shows up at the 100%, house yeah. and he's like eating the mom's like meatloaf yes. and hanging out with the sisters yeah. and they're watching Riverdale and, and he's, he's like, like so into it. He's like wait, yeah. asking questions and stuff like that. Yeah, I like I just found him so endearing. And that's something that Allie Hazelwood does so well. Like she really does write amazing male main characters. Mm-hmm. And she writes about topics that I know nothing about. And at the end, I'm like, oh, I know everything about chess. Or like you want to look into more of it. You and she also does a really good job at, I don't want to call it like filler stuff, but like things that kind of suck you in with the story. Like yes. She puts in relatable context and like things that like you and I would feel. She just. I don't there's also, sorry, there's a rule in chess. If you touch the piece, you have to move that piece. I you can't. You can't touch like a pawn and then take your hand off and then move another piece. Like you have whatever piece you touch first, you have to whatever. So like at one point, like Mallory, when they're training, she gives him a kiss and she, then she like pulls back and she's like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. Whatever. And he was like, touch, take rule. And she goes, what? And she was like, you touched me. Can't stop now. Touch, yeah. take rule. And it's just like cute. Like they, they have these, like this banter, like with like chess talk that I like was so over my head. There's a part where they're playing teams. So it's, um, Emil and T- Tanu. Mm-hmm. and then Nolan and Mallory. So she's, like, sitting between, like, they're sitting on, like, one chair, and she's, like, sitting between his thighs. So his, like, head, like his, like, chin is, like, resting on her shoulder, and then, like, at one point, he, like, bites, like, her ear. And it was just, like, so cute. Again, this is YA, so there's no spice, but there should not be spice in YA because it's weird reading about teenagers doing weird things. Like, I don't need that in my life. Oh, you know what? Well, hold on. There's a couple. So, like, they, she writes things that, like, I'd rather drink a can of body axe spray that while feral raccoons feast on my exposed bone marrow than sit across from this twat. Like she just writes shit that like, yeah, it's hysterical. It's really funny. Yeah. This book is really, really funny. But that's it. Like in all of her books, she writes stuff in that like makes you chuckle, makes you want to like use it on yourself. I don't know. Like she just, she just has like a really great way with words. Maybe yeah. like eighty years old on the on the inside, but blessed, quiet. Like like things that we all talk about. Like we're like eighty year old gremlin grandmas. I just want to sit on like the couch and read. Also, I just want to say thank you, Allie Hazelwood, for putting this in. I wonder if you're a lefty. Um, oh, how they're both Our lefties. dinner table yeah. is round, and it makes sense. He's left handed, so am I. We should cluster. We should cluster. Avoid elbowing the righties. It's like I don't think you understand. Like I, I, my whole family is right handed. So like I had a specific spot. And wherever we sit, my dad's like, you need to sit on that left corner because then I have like free range. range. Whereas like if I sit on a right side of someone, yeah. I'm like whacking somebody with yeah. my elbow. So I'm just like, oh, round table. Yeah, like you got to like clump together the lefties. They just have like really cute banter. They play tic-tac-toe together in Canada, I think yeah. is like where the chess Olympics are. And then he saves the tic-tac-toe board. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why did you save that? And he's like, it made me feel like close to you, yeah. like having a piece of you with me. He's just like, obsessed he's so in love so in love and i like that he kind of even after she says horrible things to him horrible so yeah so his grandfather has dementia and the like his grandfather like doesn't recognize him and there's like this whole thing whatever it's like really sad and when she gets mad at him at the end she calls him crazy yeah and it's like a whole thing like with him and that was like the guy that like like he raised him. his parents yeah. and basically became like emancipated once like his grandpa passed away. But like that was his person. Like he lived with them, he grew up with them. Like his grandpa loved him fiercely. Like taught him chess, was with him the whole way. Mm-hmm. So like that was his everything. So like to call him crazy, it's just it's like the biggest smack in the face. Yeah. But she's just dishing out low blows just to like yeah dish out a low blow. He says to her, "You'll be playing the most beautiful chess I've ever seen." And then I dream about having you under me. It's fucking confusing. 
And then this is like his like little soliloquy about how lonely chess is. Um, it's lonely. You have, you may have a team around you, but when it really comes down to it, you're on your own. You play on your own, you lose and win on your own, you go home and you're on your own. And then he asks her to go to Italy with him. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. And then literally like a page later, she finds out that he was one that was paying whatever. And she says the most horrific things to him. We're going back to Oz. I found the one quote. And okay. I literally was like, I, I was rolling when I, when he said this. So he's again on the front porch, like completely just like tearing, tearing up Mallory. So she, I'm just going to read the whole quote. Listen, I try hard not to learn things about the people around me, but I've heard about your father. I know you take care of your family. I know you were dealing with stuff like his chin points to the yard with the rusty trampoline in the backyard. But if you unzip your asshole and pry your head out of it, you might realize that there's more to life than feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> it's fucking terrific. He's so funny. <laughs> he like literally is so funny. I'm trying to find. Uh... You know what? It doesn't matter. I was going to read how mean she was to him, but honestly, I don't want to relive it. Wait, I love it. Like in the end, because like she's trying to get like, the last word. She's like, you don't know me. I yell after him and he goes, I don't particularly want to. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's literally amazing. He's like, not if this is who you are. I'm like, burn. <laughs> no, he, well, so he's having like a secret affair with Daphne. Yes. Um. So Oz was the MVP of the whole book. Darcy, the younger sister, also, also the MVP. MVP. And Goliath, the guinea pig, MVP. Like that whole like little dynamic, <laughs> so funny. The entire book, she's trying to get somebody to buy Goliath, yes. like a mate. And like as a girl who grew up with a guinea pig, who... I got my guinea pig first. I was obsessed with it. My brother was like jealous. My mom for his birthday got him a guinea pig. I had a boy. He had a girl. And my <laughs> guinea pig fucks my brother's guinea pig. <laughs> and they had babies. <laughs> What'd you do with the babies? Um, we kept one. We got rid of, I think there was four. We got rid of the other three. Like got rid as in like. We gave them to friends. We gave them, no, we gave them to friends. Okay. Um, actually, I think we got rid of all of them. One, Honestly, this rings true that Teresa would have a dominant guinea pig against Andrew, her older brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My guinea pig <laughs> fucked my brothers. Got it, got it pregnant. Then my guinea pig got a brain tumor um, and I had to put it to sleep. How'd you had a brain tumor? Um, yeah, well, he like, he started like walking like sideways Aww. and stuff and like wasn't eating or drinking. We took him to the vet. He had a brain tumor. We took him home. And then, like, he couldn't get, like, up. It got so big that he couldn't, like, stand up anymore. So we had to put him to sleep. And that was the last time I cried. My, like, I that was the last time I cried. <laughs> have never cried more in my entire life than putting this guinea pig to sleep. It was Good Friday. And I was like, this is a, a sign from Jesus. And my mom, like, still tells the story that I looked at her. And I was like, my, I, I was like, I can't believe my best friend died. And then we had to have a burial in the backyard for him. <laughs> so I, I really resonated with Darcy and Goliath. It's the last time you cried. Oh, my God. It's probably true. To that extent. Oh, my God. That was the hardest time I ever cried over something dying. <laughs> and that's a true story. <laughs> on that note, anyway. Oh, okay. I gave it I gave it a four on Goodreads. I rounded up. But I think it's like a three and a half for me. I think it's a three, seven, five. Yeah. I would recommend it. I wouldn't read this again. It was... If Allie's going to write it, I'm going to always read it. And it's Same. always going to hit. It's always going to be good. Um, but yeah, like this just, I, it was Mallory. <laughs> right. I, I like it. If you're on the fence about reading it, I, I recommend reading it. Yeah. it. I wouldn't be like, oh, prior to this, this over every other book. 100%. If you're wondering about our ratings, we did just 
I pinned it to our Instagram. We did just post what our ratings typically mean. Mostly we just rate based on vibes. That's kind of what 100%. you need to know. But I went off on my Goodreads and I don't like write in depth reviews. I went off about my Oh, my, my review is like a scathing. It's mostly yeah. like I, Mallory sucks. Yes. Uh, but Nolan's a baby angel. Anyway, uh, next week we're just going to do spilling the tea. Yes. The week after that, destroy the day. So destroy the day does come out next Tuesday. Um, so we've talked about the series. It's book three. So if you haven't read Honestly, Defend the Dawn. I really, I really, okay. Defy the Night, Defend it's the Dawn. It's so you, fucking good. Like, we it's a cannot, really good fantasy series. I was going to say, we cannot stress enough how so good. good of a YA fantasy series it is. It's one of my top favorites. 100%. Like, so yeah, it's Defy favorite. the Night and then Defend the Dawn and then Destroy the Day comes out next Tuesday. They are, because they're YA fantasy, they're not super long. No. So, like, if you're crazy, you can definitely read both books before Destroy the Day comes out. 100%. Um, or at least before the episode comes out for Destroy the Day. So, if you're listening to this right now on Wednesday when this drops, you have two weeks yeah. to read all three books. You and, like, it. you could definitely do it. I have faith. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, next week is Spilling the Tea, then Destroy the Day, which is book three, as we just said. Bridget Kemmerer is the author. Um, the following week, we are doing Crescent City. Because it's coming out. And if you aren't redoing a reread, which honestly, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to, I mean, again, am I finding things? I'm like, ooh, this might mean something. Yes. I'm more just doing it because I need like a refresher. I know a lot of people are just going uh, yes. in like, My I'll figure like, it out I as I go. And I forget, but like, I forget like everything. So to me, we all know I can't theorize for a fucking shit. So to me, it's just more like a get refreshed for like the storyline and what occurs within the right. story. Right. So I was say, if so you're like, not yeah. doing a reread, we've mentioned it before. Um, May 10th of 2023, we dropped a Crescent City episode. So I feel like just yeah. listen to that and like you might get like a refresher from it. I think we did a pretty decent job. I think we did too. It's mostly, I mean, if you've listened to this, it's just us rambling about so, things that we yeah. like and don't like. <laughs> I feel like next week is going to just be another Crescent City kind of a refresher because we're going to do Spilling the Tea and I'm going to just talk about my Crescent City reread. And we I'm just going to do that. I'm going to just re-reads. go off. Okay. I mean, that's not the plan, but you know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, I haven't honestly read that much. I've only been listening to the books. So, like, but yeah, you're already ha- like halfway through. I'm already, ha- I only have a breath. couple hours yeah. left. Um, and in the meantime, like, all I've ever read is those Draco Malfoy or the Germani fanfic from the Draco Malfoy point of view right now. So, like, in between now and like next week, like, I'll, yeah, I don't I'm honestly going to probably pick up another Germani because I'm just like, I'll, it's just, cl- or actually, maybe this spells love. Like, I'll do that. I was going to say, I did, since last building this year, I started Crescent City, finished it, read Check, Check and Mate, finished yeah. it, which we're talking about today. And now I'm doing Sky and Breath. So I feel like I might only get like one other book. So I feel like so next week we'll is going to be yeah, a deep dive. Sure. Probably just honestly, SJM universe spoilers. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I'm done with it. But like no agenda. It's just kind of going to be a, a, how we feel. Yeah. Just <laughs> hopefully you can follow along. And I'll probably be yelling a lot. You probably will be. Yeah, I will be. <laughs> On that note, we'll Boy. see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. <laughs>